They call us murderers, but we did not murder over 250 unarmed black men, women, and children or wound thousands of others in the riots they provoked during the 60s. The rulers of this country have always considered their property more important than our lives. They call us murderers, but we, did, we are not responsible for the 28 brother inmates and nine hostages murdered. They call us murderers, but we did not murder and wound over 30 unarmed black students at Jackson State or Southern State either. They call us murderers, but we did not murder Martin Luther King Jr., Emmett Till, Megan Evers, Malcolm X, George Jackson, Nat Turner, James Chaney, and countless others. We did not murder by shooting in the back 16-year-old Rita Lloyd, 11-year-old Ricky Bowden, or 10-year-old Clifford Glover. They call us murderers, but we do not control or enforce a system of racism and oppression that systematically murders third world and black people. Asada Shakur. Yes. I love to see it. I love it. All right, guys. Welcome back to Melanated Celebrated. I hope y'all enjoyed that nice uh, excerpt from Asada Shakur. Yes. Bless my soul, guys. It's her autobiography, y'all. If y'all haven't read that book, it, Asada Shakur, uh, she is such a badass. Indeed. Like, definitely one of my role models. One of my most favorite books in the world. Living her um, best life in Cuba. Living her best life in Cuba. Asada was... Uh, Black Liberation Army in the Black Liberation Army, but yeah, we'll get into it, girl. So <laughs> don't you I just worry, guys. Start off the episode up. by reading an excerpt from that book because it's so relevant uh, to the things that are going on now, the things that have never ended that we have continuously lived through and had to navigate. And so, yeah, man, this power to the people. This is true. I love to see it, guys. You know, we gotta do what we can do to stay. You know, keep our spirits up in this time. So, what's shaking, sis? How you feeling? Ooh, great. Oh. good energy all right um yeah man i mean in the midst of everything i mean i feel good in the moment right but yeah <laughs> in the midst of everything i've been kind of like super drained um i have been trying to limit social media the best we um, can the best we can i am exhausted I'm, I'm, I'm just tired mm -hmm. um of the constant the constant trauma that we live in literally every day every day um I mean, that's been it, girl. You know what it is. I feel like yeah. all of us collectively around the world, as black people especially, are literally just tired. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, how you feeling? You know, I have my days. Today is a, is, was a better day. Um, it's exhausting. I will say that. But I've tried to, you know, like I said, i tried to limit my time. <laughs> If you go look at any of my social media, you probably be like, ain't no way, sis, because you post, you share more than something. Normal. Way more than more normal. More than normal. Because your girls do not do all of this posting. But I've tried to share, you know, to do my part. It's not a, it may not be a big, significant part, but it is the part um, right. which was trying to share, you know, something that I'm learning with right. everybody else. You know, if, if I'm just posting the link for everybody to register to vote, if one person do it, then I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, a lot of people have to realize our roles in this, everybody's is different. Right? And everybody's like, is is necessary. It's very necessary. So whether or not, you know, you're somebody who have to remind us of what the cause actually is, somebody, if you're posting or if you're on the front lines or if you're, right. you know, an activist of some sort, everybody's role is different, but it's necessary. just necessary that we do it collectively. Yeah. Now, what I will say is yesterday I did feel probably the highest 
just to see the unity with black people. Mm -hmm. Granted, you know, it wasn't necessarily clear the instructions and there was some, you know, intentional things that happened to try to block us from being on one accord. So granted, there was, you know, a little miscommunication there, but it it made me feel good as a black woman to literally see everybody kind of try to fall in line with the solidarity. Right. So that made me feel really good yesterday. And then you and I took took the opportunity to go protest yesterday. Yeah. In Uptown Charlotte. So that was an experience. Um yeah, man, like I said, you know, so just trying to do what I can to keep my energies up. I know one thing that I'm tr- that I want to be conscious about moving forward from today is checking on my friends, making sure everybody, you know, ha- has an opportunity to say, "No, girl, I'm not okay. This is what it is." Cuz we're not okay. We're not like, okay. We are not okay, dog. Like Yeah. I we're just, and we're just tired because for so long, like we said, this is systematic oppression. This is generations of trauma. Yep. Um, you know, we've we've heard the stories of what our grandparents went through. And we're only four generations away. You know, and, and we've gone through those same things and now seeing our children, you yeah. know, generations underneath us. And it's like, this is trauma. And I'm, I'm tired of people making it seem like it's an isolated incident when we have right. had, you know, Trayvon era, we're all still going to work and having to deal with it. So yeah. I'm even thinking about the people who are in these white majority spaces at work and can't talk about it properly or grieve <laughs> you, right? You know, Me. like, so we've been doing, we've been doing this yeah. majority of our adulthood. And it's like, now I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of having to explain it to somebody else. I'm I'm tired of you waiting to see if I'm going to speak up on it or anything right. like that when I'm exhausted. And I appreciate allies and other people who are, who are you know, aware of what's going on now and them wanting to be mad. Yeah. But at the same time, I am tired. So just because you're, you know what I'm saying, you're going hard on it right now on social media or whatever else doesn't mean I want to. Right. Or that I have the ability or capacity right now emotionally to do that. All right. So I hope everybody understands and, and carves out a, the time and opportunity to disconnect. If you got to delete your social media apps for two or three hours just to get a break because we can't eat, sleep, breathe this all the time. Like, we, you just can't. It's not healthy for you. Definitely stay involved as much as you can, but also consider your mental health. That's more important than anything. Because if you're not saying you, you know, you're not going to be able to contribute. So let's let's get you in the best, yes. uh, the best state that we can because we need you. We need everybody. We need everybody yeah. on the front lines willing to do whatever it is that your part is. Indeed. Okay, guys. <laughs> so it was warm yesterday. Listen. Okay, we were out there with our mask. On. It was hot. I didn't know if I was going to make it, you know, but y'all, it did also, it was very peaceful. It was. It was was very, uh. But I'm going to let y'all know, I got this whole. Kira's militant. I'm militant. (laughs) 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 We're we're going to say that. I can't help it either. Like, this is You really can. You really can. It's just who I am. Um, Which is weird because then I'm like, this calm. Or, y'all, it's layers, all right? Layers to your girl. (laughs) And, I mean, I don't just, you know, put it out here for y'all. Like, I would have never, I would have never been with MLK. I would have. I, I, you know, I appreciate the message and everything he did. But you would have been ready for some shit. Yeah, for me, it would have been by any means necessary. Now, I don't agree with, like, looting and rioting and everything that's going on now. But had I been born (laughs) back then, during the Malcolm X days, I would have been... When Malcolm X and not singing Kumbaya, holding hands in the street. To me, that doesn't, it hasn't did anything for us. And sometimes people only understand by force. 
This is true. So that's where I that's where I'm at with it. But I mean, the protest yesterday was cool. It was just hot. It was just warm, but you know, it was an experience. We, we gonna go back out there. We, this yeah, we you know we gonna try to spend um, one more time on the Saturday. Jesus, y'all Pray look forward. up if you know you have any protests in your city or whatever. We definitely need solidarity for sure uh, right now. So even if it's some things that you need a little bit more information on or ask ask because that's what I did know. yesterday. I didn't know. Right. You know where the, it was going to be or who was having one, but I, you know, I saw somebody make a make a mention that they were going to be closed for protests, and so I said, "Hey, sis, mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me, sweetie, um, could you give me the details?" So yeah, I mean, ask, man, because we gotta do what we can. So we, we have to for for our culture too, right? Like, boo boo for the culture. <laughs> we should scream so that at the protest. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot, y'all, and I know it's a lot. Yeah. But you actually have to understand what it is that this is not an isolated incident. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, girl. You I mean, get through it. Well, that that's a good intro right on over to a little while I magic, shall we? Shall we? Let's do that. All right, guys. So, it's time for a little little magic, little shimmer shimmer. So, you know, since Kara opened it up uh with the Asada Shakur. Yeah. So, so I got, have a question. So, who's your Walla Magic for this week, friend? Mala, Mala. There you go. <laughs> I got excited. You did. My Walla Magic uh, is Asada Shakur, y'all. She is a force of nature. Um, Asada Shakur was a leader um, and a member of the Black Liberation Army. She was convicted as a compliance, um, a first degree murder of a state trooper. Um, at the New Jersey Turnpike in 1973. She's just a dope overall individual. Um, she, oh, she also did not kill that state trooper. That That's she, a fact. <laughs> that she was accused of. Uh, Asada went through some things uh, in life. She was on the FBI and still FBI's most wanted list. Yep. Um, she escaped prison from the help of black people in the Black Liberation Army. Because that's what we do. You know, she's now residing in Cuba. Um, Obama, shout out to Obama, when he was in office. And uh, I forgot what it was that we did with uh, Cuba, but he made it known that we were not coming after Asada. Of course, 45 and Orange Agent. uh, Cheeto. He definitely tried to get Asada back. But anywho, Asada is just a force of nature. She is for the people. She speaks truth to light and not just you know what it looked like but what the actual root of issues are um she has family and was born in north carolina well she wasn't born in north carolina she spent a lot of times during the summer and all mm-hmm. um in north carolina but she's just a force of nature uh she again you know i don't even know y'all, y'all just have to read the book i just love her and i feel like her her words and her work is so relevant um to what we're going through as a people in the community right now unfortunately unfortunately and you know we have to take time to look at our history and understand like the leadership they try to take her out like they do every generation of leaders that we have so y'all look up her she is dope she's a queen um she's black girl magic indeed (laughs) all of the above all of the above asada shakur that's why y'all Look her up, guys. Well, my wildlife magic this week is going to be Miss Tamika Mallory, honey, because sis showed up to the press conference with, um, uh, I can't talk to her, George Floyd's family and said the things that needed to be said. Um, so I feel like when I heard that speech, it just blessed my soul. And it was uh, very much so necessary. I'm going to give you a small clip 
just a small one of what she said. I hope it's clear. If not, to take take for love. Take for love. One moment. Isolated incident. The reason why buildings are burning are not just. Uh oh, there we go, guys. Hold on. For our brother George Floyd, we're they're burning down because people here in Minnesota are saying to people in New York, to people in California, to people in Memphis, to people all across this nation, enough is enough. And we are not responsible for the mental illness that has been inflicted upon our people by the American government, institutions, and those people who are in positions of power. I don't give a damn if they burn down Target. And that's a Fendi fact. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, the, Tamika Maury will be my wildlife magic for this week for even prior to this unfortunate situation of injustice. Um, she's been on the front lines protesting, uh, helping get policies in place, you know, being a force in the community, being a strong black woman to, and not in the negative form that people try to use that as sweet as she is. <laughs> A black woman she's a strong black woman and i just want to shout her out she does have a team she usually um is i can't remember the name of the organization right now and shame on me for that um but i know she's usually partnered with my son and there's an, another lady and i'll have to find her name but definitely shout out to her and all her work that she does for the culture um it, it, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy when we fight for us because nobody's gonna fight for us the way we're gonna fight for us oh sorry y'all she really wanted to hear that speech um, but yeah, man, so shout out to Asara Shakur and Tamika Maori girls. We see you. Okay. All right. All right, guys. And so what we thought it would be, uh, special to do on this week's episode is, um, in honor of George Floyd, we want to do a, um, a nine minute hold, um, which is the time, unfortunately, that a coward made a cowardly decision. Um, but we're going to celebrate him. We're going to honor him. We're going to uplift him. Um, so... We're going to pause for uh, that nine-minute hold, and we'll be right back.
what up though guys so we're back and you know it's that time where <laughs> we speak on the things that have uh, irked our nerves whether it been all week last week today yesterday um and y'all have been with us long enough to know i'm typically the one who gets irked a little more than care but that's that's fine you know i i am who i am okay <laughs> that's what i was saying that's what's the funny part like how am i this calm and then the militant you know that, right unless i'm there for when it needs to get done. silent bomb all right silent bomb. but i'm sorry girl i love to see it it's okay um but uh i'm gonna go first you know i used to give to you this, but today i'm gonna go first because i have some things to say all right um uh, hey guys listen um we all are limited on, on the things that we can do at this time we know this uh so most of my excitement comes from the grocery store and i would just like if you niggas would read because in most of the grocery stores your local walgreens um you know cvs they have little signs on the floor that tell you the direction you should be walking in and i would just like if you niggas would just walk in that direction i'm tired of being in the grocery store well i'm following the rules and regulations i'm having to walk down the aisle with, cat, with dog food and cat food i don't need none of that just to get to aluminum floor because you know what guys i follow directions i don't want to have to be in the midst of a clusterfuck at the middle of the aisle or at the end of the aisle trying to get my chips because you motherfuckers can't read the sign that says this way and do not enter. You know, devil's advocate. Uh, those signs, who really pays attention to them? Clearly I mean, no one. Obviously you do. Because, you know, reading is fundamental. You know, I do. I try to as well. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I do. I thought that. I was like, why can't they just hang the signs up? Like, put it put it face level so people can actually see it. Nobody's really paying attention Publix definitely to has these it stickers on the floor. Publix definitely has it hanging, guys. Oh, well, you know, I so, haven't been grocery shopping in a week. I, I, would, I would just like, you know, if you could carry this in your spirit, not just for your local grocery store run while we in the midst of this here COVID, if she's here. Um, if you would just be so kind, respect your neighbor and read the signs, guys. I shouldn't have to shimmy past you with my buggy because you walking up the aisle. What the sign said, don't enter. Okay? That's right. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a cousin to tell a friend to read the goddamn sign. That's funny, yo. But speaking, and I'm done. Of, speaking of COVID, that's exactly like where my bitch what is going. <laughs> because I feel like COVID-19 is really confused right now. It's on break. Like, what are we doing? It's like black people are like, hold up, say we got something else to handle. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second. Give me one second. I'll be right with you. But y'all, it's still out there. Right? That, I mean, that's what they say. It's still that out there. They tell us now. You know, we don't really take. You know, next week, take the necessary precaution, guys. We really don't know. Next week, they're gonna be like two hundred thousand new cases have been uh, shut her down within twenty four hours. We back in the house, guys, and they got curfew enforced. Yeah. Y'all really on timeout. Right? I mean, they giving us mixed signals, and I don't like mixed signals. Just like a man, ain't it? Mm. I know a few. Do you? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but that's my bitch. What I was really thinking about. I'm like, wait a second. I mean, I don't know we're going to go out here and protest. We got to wear these masks and everything. But uh, what are we doing, guys? What's happening? But shout out to the NAACP for the protest yesterday. They had pe people were out there with hand sanitizers. Yeah. Mask. Extra masks for people. Mm -hmm. Like, it was well organized. But, yeah, guys, until we, you know, we really don't know what COVID really is, to be to be honest with you. We're just trying to figure this thing right on out, Jesus. And, um, you know, 
continue to follow the necessary rules. You know, right. reading signs and wearing masks and washing your hands and your ass. COVID so, said, we'll archive real quick. That's what she said. If you give me <laughs> one moment, I'll be right with you, sweetie. But yeah, man, the, that's it. Read. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, it's Kiara. I wanted to talk to you really quick about donations. That's right. The doors of the church are now open. This podcast is ran 100% by us, but we'd like to offer the opportunity to support us a little more. And we're asking for a monetary commitment of $2 per month. We're doing that through Patreon. Patreon is a site that allows you to help us. It's for the upkeep of the show. I called it the building fund, but you'll see it. But really, it is. It's for the editing, the studio, behind the scenes, and to also make sure that we come back each and every month. Patreon.com slash Melanated Celebrated. You'll see the automatic $2 there, but if you'd like to give more, whatever your heart desires, we're open to it. We're excited about the growth, and we look forward to you guys growing with us. And again, we'd like to thank you. So that's Melanated Celebrated. We're out. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise. You better. Well, hold the note, sis. <laughs> Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Come on now. Sing a song full of the hope that the presence has brought us. Sing, Ash. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun, let us march on till victory is won. Yes, you gave me lean on me vibes. You know, I had to feel Come the on, fair east side. Yes. You gave me fair east yes. side. Yeah. Fair east side. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all. So we were at the process yesterday and this guy got on the mic and I mean, it was cool. It was such a vibe. We were, you know, listening, even though we were burning up, but this dude started singing, um, lift every voice. I was so disappointed. I mean, I'm not the best singer. I just like to sing, but he did it. And it's like the crowd is singing with him. Right. And he wants to just take it slow. We're already on like the third sentence. He's still in the beginning. We all we all looking at each other. We were all looking at each other like we had to be quiet. Well, where we at? Whoa! I had I got the lyrics at that point, girl. Like so, the song has been in my spirit ever since. I uh, hope that you felt the answers. Mm, I felt. I hope you sung along. I hope you sung along. If not, you know, Mm. push rewind. You've all been to a Baptist church. (laughs) If you know it, sing along. If you don't, just hum a tune. You know what I'm saying? We AME over here, but come on, that little Baptist. You know, but uh, Wilson. It's the Negro national anthem. So regardless, you are Negroes. Learn the lyrics, (laughs) y'all. All right, because some of us we out here. We don't know it. We don't know. It's Stony the Road. We tried next. Listen. And um, just get on it. But yeah, y'all, I just, I hope y'all didn't mind. 
But you know, speaking of the um the protest yesterday, it was it was an experience. Um, you know something. Part of history, because mm-hmm. I want to say they reported that what all fifty states participated in some sort of protest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely shows you that the black people, for sure, we've all we've all reached our boiling point. Right. And at this point, people who wouldn't typically protest were protesting because right. we're there. It's I mean, it's a collective trauma that we're absolutely going because the the airline, um, the allies, quote unquote, they're responsible. Mm, at the end of the right, day. Absolutely. Um, um, so, it affects us all. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, the people around us have been turning themselves, right? Like, to this awakening and this yeah. purpose and this drive. Um, it's, it's, we're in a very pivotal part of, of I feel like, it's what is a spiritual uh, realm. I think we were talking about that even a couple months ago. It's definitely yeah. some type of shift that's going on. For sure. Uh, if you guys definitely, you know, get a little grounded and, and meditate a little bit, it's a very very apparent like shift that we're going through right now so it's interesting to see as a collective like the movement towards alignment that we're in right now and and how everybody's just tired yeah and honestly this would be a good time you know i don't know who all we reach on this podcast sometimes so whether you you know your faith is 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 a christian faith whether it's a buddhist or whatever it is i Mm -hmm. think this would be a good time for everybody maybe to 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 to, to speak or reach out to whomever it is that you believe in and pray to right. and ask for some guidance and ask for, you know, what your part is. Because at the end, like we said at the beginning of the show, we all have a part. Mm-hmm. Whether that part is you making uh, mass for people to be able to go out to the protest. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all have a part. Right. And I think right now, more than ever, it's so important for everybody to be intentional about what their part is. Mm-hmm. Like Kiera mentioned earlier, y'all know I do not do social media like that, guys. I have not. I posted a lot of stuff in the last two days, and I probably posted all of 2020, and I've been in the house the whole time. Yeah, girl. I mean, Honestly, when I've been seeing yourself, I'm like, they actually supposed to be here. This means like, and it's on all platforms. It, right. Listen, I'm hitting them at one time. You hear me? Right. Okay. Like, power to the people. One of my friends was like, "Listen, sis, thank you for all these posting. I'm sharing all yeah, of it." Yeah, because even it was certain things that you were posting as far as like um, people that are bailing out protesters and stuff yeah. that's super necessary that I didn't super know anything important. about, or even uh, the voting dates. Yeah, that you posted very necessary. Like yep. you know what I'm saying? It's just certain stuff, and then. Even it's, it was necessary for you to make those posts yesterday because of like the blackout situation that you yeah, were trying true. to do. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to make sure that information is still out there, like that's your part, sis. Like, yeah, I, I contributed, guys. I, I'll continue to do my part. I hope you guys continue to do yours. But you know, this you know this week, guys. You know, we can't get around COVID. We can't get around the injustice in this country. So that's what we're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna do it to the best of our ability to keep us um, enlightened. To keep uh, our vibrations high, to keep us informed, but we also we can vent, guys, because we can do that. It's, right. As have the Brown said, because that's our business. Again, it's collective traumatizing, y'all. Yeah. Like, and it it has resulted in exhaustion. For us. Mm. <laughs> like we've been fighting a fight to be human for equality for just how long? just like, human. We just want to be recognized as a whole and human it's like being. The weight. That, that has put on us as a people. Yeah. Uh, who deserves that? Right. A, a human can only go through so much. And it's like, who who gets to determine that? Like, why do you... What makes you qualified to tell me that I don't deserve 
X, Y, Z. It's a white system, like, and it has to break. It, it has it's, to and be, it's breaking. It has to be broken in order for us to build it again. Um, yeah. You know, and it just comes from from educating. Also, like, this isn't new. All of this Absolutely has happened, not. you know, before. I just feel like we're in a different space yeah. this time as a people. Um, you know, I give, uh, thank, I'm thankful for everything that our, our past ancestors did and the fights that they fought, but we are in a different space. Mm-hmm. For what we are absolutely tired, and and we're more equipped. I feel like we have platforms. Yeah, we, you know, we we are trying to collectively come together, we, and we can reach our the reach is so much. Our reach is is more like so much even more y'all. I mean, just really sitting down to think about the things that have been done to us as a people, and and what's going on now. Like even with social media, I feel like social media was the best thing that probably happened to black people post slavery. Yeah. Because without it, would we even be at this point? Would you believe it? Would you believe it, right? And then even too, I was talking to a Nigerian friend recently and um <laughs> if y'all can see Ashley right now when I said that. Yeah. But anyway, I was talking to this Nigerian friend recently and we were just talking about uh, really like how I grew up and where and, and in the country, especially the country part of South Carolina. And he's like, yo, that sounds just like a village from back home, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's wild because a lot of Africans, uh, and if we have any Africans listeners, let me know. But these are from the, the Africans that I uh, have made friends with and communicate with. Um, it's certain things that they just did not know about slavery in America. Mm-hmm. Like they knew uh, that they had ancestors here and that there was slavery and that ancestors were stolen, but they didn't know exactly what happened. Right. Right. When we got here and a lot of times that's why a lot of Africans, there's been a disconnect. They thought between, we were, they thought we they abandoned thought we our culture. They abandoned the culture and it's like, nah. So talking to him, I'm like, yo, Black Panther did such a thing for the community. Yeah. And social media has done such a big thing for the community um, that is now like for him to say, yo, it sounds like a village from back home, you know, and then I and then I teach him or, you know, them and I'm like, hey, well, 80 percent of slaves came through South Carolina. And for a lot of us, our our people are still there. Yeah, it's been we've been there for generations. There are certain things that we still do spiritually um, you know, traditionally that we don't even know is African or we don't even realize how African it really is. Right. How brainwashed our people have, have really uh, become. So I think us coming together, we've kind of settled that between African-Americans and Africans because of social media yeah. over the past few years that is now allowing us to be able to see the full picture and what it is that has been done to our people and what it is that we need to do. It's like the Great Awakening. It's, oh my God, it's so crazy because even, you know, before now, uh, we've been like, you know, it's kind of heavy. Yeah. The spirit is kind of heavy right now. The universe and the energy is kind of heavy. And it's like, that's because we about to bust some shit open. Indeed. (laughs) Wide open. Wide open. So, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting time right now. Um... But we we gotta speak the truth about what it really is. This is true. This is true. And you gotta hold people accountable. Like yeah. I mean, I've unfriended a lot of people this week. Uh I've unfriended a, a family member on Facebook. I, I don't have the space um to allow people to disrupt uh what I'm trying to contribute from my culture. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and it's not I, I, I firmly believe, you know, we should definitely um educate people who are ignorant. 
Um, but you have to be a willing participant. Absolutely. I'm not in the business of trying to convince you or sell you a dream. If you come to me with the willingness to want to learn, I want to understand something, I am more than willing to give you the knowledge that I have and what I don't have, I'll tell you where to go. Right. Um, but what I won't stand for, um, what I'm not mentally prepared or capable or have the space to stand for is pure ignorance and, and, and lack of solidarity. Like if you're not for me, then at this point you against me. So it's just as simple I am as my that. people at, at the end of the day. It's just as simple as that. Um, you know, again, you just got to speak the truth of, of what it really is. Yeah. Like we are tired. This is, this is not a one-time thing. Yeah. Um, we are not, uh, our, our ancestors being trying to settle in unfamiliar territories. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and learning, uh, different things but I do think we need to get to the root of the issue like this is very systematic this system was never set up for us like imagine mm-hmm. I, imagine people being stolen from a land and being taken from everything that they know well what I think is crazy is just like like overseers are basically the modern day police like it's hard for me to understand how the system and the government does not understand y'all literally just slid overseas over to a, to a police officer role and how you don't understand how you're impacting the communities. Like you literally had slave owners who say, oh, okay, we're going to get you a little badge, get you a little hat, get you a little car, mm-hmm. going out here and regulate some stuff. Like you can't, and you want to know why there's so much discourse, why, why they're protesting now. Like you got to understand yeah. the way you set it, set it up for us to live air quote and thrive you you wanted to you wanted to oppress us and, absolutely. and now you're reaping the benefits of that yeah uh that's absolutely what it was slave patrols slave patrols were the the overseers uh it was turned into the police department you know right. and so uh the overseers they they could were already asking nigga you ain't supposed to be off the plantation why are you here what you doing you know what i'm saying the relationship has never you want to talk about the relationship between black people and in the, the police you need to really talk about what it is and where that it comes from um, it's never been there, but also too, I think, uh, another reason of why they hated us so much, right. When speaking about the root is most overseers, they was broke and poor and slaves themselves, you know, yep. just not on the same route. So it's kind of, to me, was like an envy thing at the same time, because you really not too much above me. That part. You were, you just had your white privilege to be, you know what I'm saying? To help you in those certain situations. So I think a lot of people also who are descendants of those people, they still too have been in a place to where they haven't been able to kind of economically be the best that they can. So they look at us like, oh, we've struggled too. We've done this and done that and still don't see. You were never held captive. Because of the color of your skin. Never. Never. And it's interesting to see that even, you know, as as much as, as much small change that there has been over, over the years, it's interesting to see how in some capacity we still kind of allow ourselves to kind of be captured. Like we go into these white spaces, the like for myself, we go into these office locations where you're probably um, one out of four black people on your entire work floor. So, you know, you feel a sense of, you know, you got to be super guarded or you got to, you got to carry yourself a certain way because in my mind, I'm representing a culture of black women when I'm in that office and the, and I, if I like, like right now I'm the only black girl in the office at, you know, cause people are still at home. Unfortunately, we're back in the office. Um, so I feel like I'm now a representation of every black woman in that building, whether or not that's something that someone assigned to me or not, that's what I feel. So it's now my responsibility to carry myself a certain kind of way 
because I'm a representative. I have to show up here in this space, and that's exhausting. It is so exhausting. I seen something earlier um, on social media. Well, a friend of mine wrote it, and I shared it, and it was just saying, like, yo, your black friends are not okay. No. <laughs> the black friend, your black friend in the past 30 days has watched a black man get shot dead while jogging, watched a black woman get shot dead while sleeping, the murder of George Floyd. Your black friend has also listened to the president of the United States say words of threat to us yeah. all while dealing with the pandemic. Your black friend is not okay. So, you know, don't ask me about looting or shooting or none of this other stuff. Because I don't know nothing about that. Listen. Because quite frankly, that <laughs> ain't have, us doing all of that, okay? So, we're not going to do that. For you. But what I will say, what did make me warm and fuzzy today, to see my president mm-hmm. on the YouTubes speaking words to his people. Come on, Barack Obama, okay? It did my heart some good to see Barack today. I seen a little bit of it. I felt like he was giving me a hug because his words do something to my spirit. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I, but I am loving all the, you know, different forms of black people, all the different movements that we're now, you know, being able to see. They've been there the whole time, but unfortunately we, it just wasn't on our radar, but it's a hundred percent on there now. Okay. Uh, now I don't know about y'all. I can't get in your business at your address, but what I can tell you is your girl is not celebrating no Fourth of July. I will, no. however, be getting it together for the Juneteenth, guys. Yes, I would love for us to be on one accord with that. Yeah. Oh, so I'm coming out with a T-shirt hey. for Juneteenth. Um, so y'all make sure you go to my website. I'm little, little plug, little plug. You better uh, do it. Naturalhairloves.com. Look in the gift shop, and we'll have come some on new gift shops. Um, that are there. Price very, you know, very affordable. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, y'all go ahead. You know, you're going to do a little marching, a little protesting, a little, little cookouts on the Let Juneteenth. Let them know. Go ahead and get your tea. But uh, go ahead. You better shameless. Plug it in there, girl. We'll live your best life. Yeah. Okay. Now, and then too, like we've been seeing like a lot of local um, businesses, you know, kind of do their own thing with trying to give back to the community. I, I'll say this. I feel like this is an opportune time for black people to mm-hmm. really support their communities and to support their people. So if your city, your town is having a protest and you own your own business, if you have the opportunity and the means to serve, then we need to be serving. Right. If if you if if all you can do is buy a case of water and pass it out, do that. Right. If all you can do is sit out there holding holding um a bottle of hand sanitizer and, and spray people's hands down, then do that. It. It, it's I, it's very very important for us to be aware of what's going on and for us again to understand we all play a part mm-hmm. in pushing this thing forward. Yeah. And if your part is bottled water and a bag of Cheetos, if you ever asked yourself what would you have done, you know during the riots in the sixties or whatever else, where is it's here? It's today. This is today. Like what is it that you're doing? Uh, for for people for for the mamas that you came from, right? You know, black women and speaking of black girl, speaking of black women, talk I about keep it. telling people, talk I'm about like, it. What y'all don't want to do right now is piss black women off collectively. All right, I feel like y'all we, heard Tamika earlier. You know, we are the muscle. These men come from us. So, and, and it's like as a black woman, 
Y'all know we about to fight for him. Yep. I will lay my life down for my family. No know. questions asked. I can't even imagine something happening to one of my cousins in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, without second guess, we do that. It ain't so, gonna be peaceful, I can promise as you As a that. black woman, when you think about black woman, women today, we're the most educated. Come on. We start the most businesses and entrepreneurship. Give it to them. We are life. We are Mother Eve DNA. Come on. Like, what you don't want to do is piss black women off collectively it's right now. Um, I don't know if y'all really understand that part because it's kind of funny to me, but it's it's real. It's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> it is like, we know this. The ones of you who have black who are white that have black friends, the black co-workers that y'all work with, that Side. y'all know the ones who invite y'all to the cookouts, y'all know how hard we love. That part. And y'all know how hard we go in any situation. What people do not want to do. Mm-hmm. And which is happening. Yeah. Is have black women to get pissed off collectively. You know, and, and honestly, like, well, I think every time I end the show, I quote Monique, I love us for real. Like, mm-hmm. I love us for real. Like, I love a good black man. You okay? Right. I, when I give me one, I don't know if I'm married or not. But, you know, I might I, you know, hold on to him for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, take care of each other, man. Like, we all we got, guys. That's it. It's us. It is. Now, I will say a funny part from the protest yesterday. Tickled my soul. Okay? So, we, we at the protest, y'all. Lovely lady who was participating in the festivities. Thank you so much for your service, ma'am. Uh, she she said she's going to run for, for the mayor slot. Next year, which is lovely, you know, change is important. <laughs> we gotta get some new people in there when necessary. Uh, so she made this announcement. You know, I, I'm gonna be on the ballot for the 2021 May, and everybody was like, "Yeah, girl, well, make a change, get on the ballot." Then she 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 uh decided she wanted us to chant her name for mayor, and collectively, mm-hmm. we were all thoroughly confused <laughs> at how. We got the uh, the pleasure to say this, so we were all kind of like, "Nah, dog, I, I need to know your policies." Like that, so I mean, I say that to say, yes, it's important to be registered to vote. It's important to vote in your local primaries. It's important to vote in November to get Cheeto out the office. It is also equally as important for you to understand the policies of the person that you're voting for. Because mm-hmm. if they're not gonna serve you, then what are you putting putting them in there for? And I'll end it on this. Granted, Biden is uh, the lesser of the two evils. So that's where we're at with it, guys. When when you hear Angela Rye or you hear Amanda Seals say that you need to demand a black agenda, that doesn't mean that if Biden doesn't agree that we're going to go with Trump, that just means as black people, we have every right to demand what it is that we need as a community from the person that we're going to put in office and they're required and we should be required to hold them accountable. So find out what it is that the person that you, that that's going to be on the ballot it stands for and vote for that person accordingly. Okay guys. All right. So, you know, we're just keeping it short and sweet and cute guys. You know, we just want to chat a little bit about what's going on. We hear you. We see you. We're here for you. I hope everybody's doing okay. Um, if you're not already in therapy, you know, don't feel uh, bad to find you one that's important. Uh, anything you want to say, Keith? No, I'm good. All right, guys. Well, again, the words of Monique, I love us for real. Bye. Thank you for being a friend. You're a pal and a confidant. Hello, black people. We are back. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I
Black people, we are back, guys, with yet another episode of this here Melanated Celebrated. What a time to be melanated, huh? You know, I loved it. You know, we gonna make it, guys. How's it going, sis? You know, you're a little sticky shutting today. Tell the you people. You know, I'm over here with a toothache, so, you know, it came out of nowhere. I don't even know what's going on, but. Indeed. Um, I can barely open up my mouth a little. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's okay. But you I'm showed here. up. I did. Thank you for showing Thank up. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, you know, that's what, that's what we gotta do. <laughs> How was your week? It was, it was good. It was, uh, I've kind of tried to disconnect the past couple of days, though, with everything going on. Yeah. Um. Just a lot. Just still tired, exhausted. Um, but it doesn't stop. It's not like I seen something that said uh, last week was not a spirit week for Black. Uh, <laughs> Black we still gotta do this, and that's yeah. it. We still gotta uh, keep fighting the good fight, and for sure. that's what it is. No matter what it, what your role is in this movement, um, it just wasn't a, a two week thing, and it's done. Right. So, but other than that, other than just having to disconnect for one or two days, um, it's been a good week. It's been a really good week, actually. Well, praise God. Yeah, what about you? You know, uh, still going to the white man job and uh, getting these bills paid, guys, you know. But we're doing what we can, you know. Trying our best to stay woke as you cheer and call it and uh, trying to do my part, guys. Trying to contribute. Uh, but, you know, it's been productive. I'm just trying to, you know, I think I said it before, trying to make the, the better use of my 24 hours like Beyonce would. And I think that, uh, swear I'm at, guys, I do. Now, guys, we're going to tell you at the top of the show, we will be taking just a, a two-week hiatus. We need a break. Just a, a smidget. That don't mean you don't listen while we're away. Yeah? You listen again. You tell a friend. Then you need to rate the podcast on Apple, guys. Work with me here, okay? I'm trying to do some things here, you understand? All right. All right, guys, so with that being said, it's time for a little magic. We could all use some. Who you got? So, my wild magic this week goes to all the people that are still fighting the good fight out here um, who realize that it wasn't just a week for everybody to be in an uproar on social media. Indeed. Um, those of you who are actually taking and going beyond your Twitter fingers and Come on. making necessary steps and actions and moves, uh, whether or not it's protesting or voting, you know, voting, riding, uh, whatever your role is. <laughs> just say riding. Social shit up. Tan, you know, tan it up. But whatever it is that you're still doing it, um, understanding that you know, a lot of, I'm not sure of definite numbers, but what, like the Montgomery boycott lasted like 381 days. Mm. Um, so, you know, this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. So just shout out to y'all, the people that are out there and staying focused and remembering uh, what this movement is about and remembering what it is that we're doing and that this is not just an isolated incident, that this is not just politics for us, um, that that this doesn't stop past the, after a week and mm-hmm. that it won't stop until, you know, justice is served. So, no justice, no peace. That's Come on now, I felt that thing. Hey. felt that in my spirit. You better, uh, what's the word I want? Encourage the people? Mm. Come on now. I feel a soda in my bones. Mm. Na, na, na. Mm, I felt that thing. Felt it. Felt, I felt Selma all through it. <laughs> well, for me, my, my wild magic, I have two. 
Cause I feel like sometimes when when you see good things, you gotta you got to call it call it what it is. Now, number one, Tory Lanez. Uh, you know I enjoy all of his remakes. I really I really truly do. But my man's has been out here just doing doing God's work. You know, let week before last he had to check Shekinah. Uh, let her know they says Gucci don't care about you. That ain't got nothing to do with you, sweetie. Uh, we black. What you doing? And then this week he had let he he kindly in love, he corrected in love, let B Simone know, hey sis, uh, you do know that it's it's, it's niggas in corporate and nine to five that make, you know, more money than the industry do. But but cool cool cool, I appreciate people who call things as they are, and you don't just let your buddies just get away. You got to check your people. That's that's what we have to. We got to hold you accountable, and you do it in love. Please. So what happened? So she uh was doing an interview, I think, with Nick Cannon. And I guess he was asking her what kind of man she wants to date or something to that effect. Um, she was just saying that she doesn't want a 9-to-5 guy. She wants a, um, like she said, what did she say, an executive or some, something she said. And it came off. I, 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 I kind of understand where she was going with it. But I think it, it was just delivered, delivered wrong. So it came off as if she was dissing the 9-to-5ers. Okay. Which I think we got we at some point, guys, we gotta get a clear understanding that everybody doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. Everybody doesn't want to go in business for themselves. Some people enjoy working a nine to five, accomplishing whatever goals it is that they want to do, and that's okay because we need both in the world. It's perfectly fine. But yeah, so he was just like, "Hey, sis, you know, uh, there's plenty of guys who, who work nine to five and make more money than industry guys." But cool, 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 cool. So I appreciate Tori for that. You know, not now, sis. Um, and then my other moment of magic here is going to be to the black Twitter <laughs> and all of their hard work and dedication and investigations to getting these races unemployed. You were about to lose your, your job. job. Okay. You know, <laughs> guys, uh, tell some of your Caucasian friends, you can't talk to us reckless, sweetie. And then clock in at work. Okay, because Black Twitter, <laughs> they at home for COVID, you know, and uh, they got time. By the time you wake up, your Folks have lost their whole jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stupid that you're risking your livelihood on something, you know, that, that's ridiculous. It makes no sense, but that's what you want to do, sis. Cool, cool, cool. Is a black woman probably more qualified for your job, ma'am, who you want to be the head of the nurse? Or bro, who making these ignorant comments is it's a black man more qualified who wants that job as well. So keep on uh, giving us openings. <laughs> Come on, Jesus, and work it out. Open it up. Won't he do it? The floodgates is what he said he'd do. Okay, I'm just letting you know. I'm just the messenger, mm. <laughs> a disciple, if you will. All right, guys. Well, it's time for a little break, and we'll be back <laughs> with a little uh, bitch wig. Hello, black people. We are back. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Hello. Black people, we are back, guys, with yet another episode of this here Melanated Celebrated. What a time to be melanated, huh? You know, I loved it. You know, we gonna make it, guys. How's it going, sis? You know, you a little sticky shutting today. Tell the you people. You know, I'm over here with a toothache, so you know it came out of nowhere. I don't even know what's going on, but indeed, um, I can barely open up my mouth a little. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's okay. But you showed here. up. I did. Thank you for showing up. Thank you God. for noticing. Yeah, you know, that's what, that's what we got to do. <laughs> How was your week? It was, it was good. It was, 
uh, I've kind of tried to disconnect the past couple of days, though, with everything going on. Yeah. Um, just a lot. Just still tired, exhausted. Yes. Um, but it doesn't stop. It's not like I seen something that said uh, last week was not a spirit week for Black. Uh, <laughs> black power. We still got to do this, and that's yeah. it. We still got to uh, keep fighting the good fight, and. For sure. That's what it is. No matter what it, what your role is in this movement, um, it just wasn't a, a two week thing and it's done. Right. So, but other than that, other than just having to disconnect for one or two days, um, it's been a good week. It's been a really good week, actually. Well, praise God. Yeah. What about you? You know, uh, still going to the white man job and uh, getting these bills paid, guys. You know, but we doing what we can. You know. Trying our best to stay woke as you cheer and call it and uh, trying to do my part, guys. Trying to contribute. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's been productive. I'm just trying to, you know, I think I've said it before, trying to make the, the better use of my 24 hours like Beyonce would. And I think that that's uh, where I'm at, guys. I do. Now, guys, we're going to tell you at the top of the show, we will be taking just a, a two-week hiatus. We need a break. Just a, a smidget. That don't mean you don't listen while we're away. Yeah? You listen again. You tell a friend. Then you need to rate the podcast on Apple, guys. Work with me here, okay? I'm trying to do some things here. You understand? All right. All right, guys. So with that being said, it's time for a little magic. We could all use some. Who you got? So my wild magic this week goes to all the people that are still fighting the good fight out here. Um, who realized that it wasn't just a week for everybody to be in an uproar on social media. Indeed. Um, those of you who are actually taking and going beyond your Twitter fingers. And Come on. Making necessary steps and actions and moves. Uh, whether or not it's protesting. or Voting. You know, voting. Rioting. Uh, whatever your role is. <laughs> just say rioting. Social shit up. Tear, you know, tear <laughs> it up. But whatever it is that you're still doing it. Um, understanding that. You know, a lot of, I'm not sure of definite numbers, but what, like, the Montgomery boycott lasted, like, 381 days. Mm. Um, so, you know, this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. So, just shout out to y'all, the people that are out there and staying focused and remembering uh, what this movement is about and remembering what it is that we're doing and that this is not just an isolated incident, that this is not just politics for us, um, that, that this doesn't stop past the, after a week and mm -hmm. that it won't stop until, you know, justice is served. So, no justice, no peace. Come on now, I felt that thing. Hey. Felt that in my spirit. You better, uh, what's the word I want? Encourage the people. Mm. Come on now. I feel a sada in my bones. Mm. Nah, nah, nah. Mm, I felt that thing. Felt it. Felt, I felt Selma all through it. <laughs> well, for me, my, my wildlife magic, I have two. Cause I feel like sometimes when when you see good things, you got to you got to call it call it what it is. Now, number one, Tory Lanez. Uh, you know I enjoy all of his remakes. I really I really truly do. But my man's has been out here just doing doing God's work. You know, let week before last he had to check Shekinah. Uh, let her know they says Gucci don't care about you. That ain't nothing to do with you, sweetie. Uh, we black. What you doing? And then this week he had let he he kindly in love, he corrected in love, let B Simone know, hey sis, uh, you do know that it's it's, it's niggas in corporate and nine to five that make, you know, more money than the industry do, but but cool cool cool, 
I appreciate people who call things as they are. And you don't just let your buddies just get away. You got to check your people. That's, that's what we have to do. We got to hold you accountable. And you do it in love. So what happened? So she uh, was doing an interview, I think, with Nick Cannon. And I guess he was asking her what kind of man she wants to date or something to that effect. Um, she was just saying that she doesn't want a nine to five guy. She wants a, um, she said, what did she say? An executive or some, something she said. And it came off. I, 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 I kind of understand where she was going with it, but I think it, it was just delivered, delivered wrong. So it came off as if she was dissing the nine to fivers. Okay. Which I think we got to, we, at some point guys, we got to get a clear understanding that everybody doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. Everybody doesn't want to go in business for themselves. Some people enjoy working a nine-to-five, accomplishing whatever goals it is that they want to do, and that's okay because we need both in the world. It's perfectly fine. But yeah, so he was just like, hey, sis, you know, uh, there's plenty of guys who, who work nine-to-five and make more money than industry guys, but cool, 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 cool. So I appreciate Tori for that, you know. Not now, sis. Um, and then my other moment of magic here is going to be to the black Twitter and all of their hard work and dedication and investigations to getting these races unemployed. You about to lose Use your job. Okay. You know, <laughs> guys, uh, tell some of your Caucasian friends, you can't talk to us reckless, sweetie, and then clock in at work. Okay? Because black Twitter, <laughs> they at home for COVID, you know? And uh, they got time. By the time you wake up, Folks have lost their whole jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's stupid that you're risking your livelihood on something, you know, that, that's ridiculous. It makes no sense. But that's what you want to do, sis. Cool, cool, cool. It's a black woman probably more qualified for your job, ma'am, who you want to be the head of the nurse. Or, bro, who making these ignorant comments. It's, it's a black man more qualified who wants that job as well. So, keep on uh, giving us openings. <laughs> Come on, Jesus, and work it out. Open it up. What do you do? The floodgates is what he said he'd do. Okay. I'm just letting you know. I'm just the messenger. Mm. A disciple, if you will. All right, guys. Well, it's time for a little break, and we'll be back with a little uh, bitch wig. Try to tell on her. Of course, you would never. Right. Definitely did that. Okay, can y'all hear me? Yes. Can you hear us? Okay. Yes. Yay! Hey, Kiara. Hey, girl. Okay. So, welcome to, you know, and stuff. All right. So... We kind of want to talk about like your experiences, maybe some advice, some tips um, from what it is that you do every day when it comes to um, autism with kids and maybe things to look for. If you have any of those to kind of give out, it's kind of what we want to talk about. You know, with everything going on right now, I think it's kind of important to, to see the different areas of therapy, you know, because once you kind of do your analysis, I'm pretty sure you assign some, some sort of therapy that has to go along with it or some sort of, um, what's the word I want to use? Some sort of something, you know, to put in place for the, for the, um, the kids involved. So I kind of just want to take it there. And then like once maybe we tackle that um, from your side and then we can kind of talk, you know, just all together about what's going on now in the black community and all that craziness. Okay. Alrighty, let's get this party started. It's gonna be a little weird for a second because I'm gonna have to do it as if we're recording it in regular form. So, bear with us. Okay. All right. So, we got my bestie Portia here, guys. And Portia is a behavior analyst. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Portia. You know, because terminology ain't that great, girl. 
um, based in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm going to let you tell the people, Portia, a little bit about what it is that you do, who you work with, who you serve, all that goodness. And then we'll kind of kick this off, man. All right. Hello, guys. I'm Portia. Um, I'm a board-certified behavior analyst, um, also known as a BCBA. Um, I serve in the population of autism in children. And basically what I do is um, develop treatment plans and assess children who have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. And from there, uh, we help families with helping their kid progress Mm -hmm. with the disorder. And that may include um, learning how to speak, um, learning how to communicate, acquiring skills, um, learning how to be a part um, of a school or daycare or just socializing in everyday environment. for those who may not know, like autism oftentimes comes with some maladaptive behaviors. So that may include like tantrums, um, aggression. Um, and we also help with those with developing behavior um, intervention plans. Mm-hmm. And we work on ways to increase communication and decrease maladaptive behavior. So what made you want to become um, a behavior analyst? So um, in school, well, going back to high school, um, basically, I was in teacher's cadet with Ashley. And um, we, I basically know I wanted, knew that I wanted to work with children, but I didn't want to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to college thinking I wanted to join nursing, um, kind of got grossed out with the whole nursing thing, realized soon that that wasn't my lane. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, so then I ended up starting, um, taking courses in psychology and fell in love with child psychology. I landed like an internship my senior year going to um a school in a in a pretty diverse area in columbia south carolina and a lot of the kids that we work with we had basically some funding through the university of south carolina with the elementary school to work with kids who were two grade levels behind Mm -hmm. in reading and math um with going to the school i met a kid who was on the spectrum Um, and I just connected with him. I was intrigued by the way that he learned, um, saw that he was misunderstood Mm -hmm. and I started doing research and I came across applied behavior analysis and I decided to just keep going further in my education and I just continued to pray that, um, one day that I could, just help children create a brighter future for children. I'm through, sis. Now tell the people your current title at your location there in Atlanta, Georgia, boo. Let them know who you are, sis. <laughs> so I'm a clinical director at um, a pediatric clinic in Atlanta, Georgia, that serves um, children with developmental delays. Yes, you heard her. 
my brown sisters out here doing things. <laughs> Black girl magic. Black girl magic. The director. I don't know if you guys caught that. <laughs> She's modest. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Just saying, guys. <laughs> Just saying. So I know people, most people probably categorize like autism in a, in a, a certain sense as sometimes just being nonverbal and, and things like that. What are some of like the onset signs of it or is it something that's tested when women are pregnant? What information can you give on that? Because I think maybe a lot of people aren't as educated on it as we could be or should be. Well, I would say definitely for my Black people, we oftentimes um, statistically do not get our kids diagnosed until age five. However, kids can be diagnosed as early as 18 months. Um, So some signs to look for is um, not communicating. Like if your kid by 12 months doesn't have at least three to five words, um, that's like an early sign. Mm -hmm. Some things um, that you may also see as early as one year is your kid not able to point, which it sounds small, but um, those are developmental skills that a baby should have by one. Or a kid not being able to pick things up like small objects with their pointer finger and their thumb. Um, a kid like just not communicating is a really big sign. Mm-hmm as early as 12 months. Um, one big thing is like attending those pediatric appointments, those checkups, and when the doctors are asking you about milestones that you're being truthful because it only benefits the kid in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of time in the African-American community, we know like mental health is still a little taboo. Yeah. And um like even growing up in my family, I've heard, you know, like older adults say, oh, nothing is wrong with that kid. Oh, he just don't talk. Or you think about like the uncle who has never left the house or the uncle that's always in the back room, but he doesn't say much. They're more than likely probably would have been diagnosed with autism. Mm -hmm. So um, just recognizing like lack of communication as early as 12 months. Good to know. Hope people are taking notes. You know, I don't plan on having kids, but some of you out there, that may be your life's desire. So <laughs> you should definitely listen to these tips. So, Portia, I have a question um, as pertains to like autism. Does vaccines, or in your opinion, does vaccines um, cause any of it, or is it a myth? It is. It's actually a proven myth. Um, there isn't really a clear indication of like what causes it but in my theory a lot of times I know this is going to sound bad but um I deal with parents a lot and I do parent training Mm -hmm. and um a lot of the symptoms are um I shouldn't say symptoms a lot of the characteristics that we see in autism I can see some of those things in their parents Mm. So a lot of times we think like autism is not talking. You can be autistic and talk. Um, There's a lot of engineers who are autistic. Um, Having Asperger's is also a part of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So you can be highly functioning, very intelligent, but still having some of those characteristics of 
autism. Gotcha. Cool, Ben. So with what it is, with, with what you do at your location, with you being director, what would be like some of the highlights that you would maybe that stand out to you since you've been in that role or, all, or just all together in your career? Okay, I'll name a few. <laughs> so um, sometimes we get kids who come in who don't eat. So they're like one step away from needing a feeding tube mm. because they're having behaviors where they just don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. So teaching the kid to eat by encouraging them um, through treatment plan, it basically consists of like me assessing them and then developing a treatment plan, which is all like research based. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, we take baby steps, slowly start introducing one food at a time and then having the kid to like within a few months start eating on their own is like a major mm-hmm. thing that I enjoy. Um, another one is having like a small kid who comes in that everyone's scared of because he'll throw stuff across the room or he'll punch. Um, a lot of times it could be lack of communication, lack of understanding. They're trying to communicate things with their family or with us. And through frustration, it turns into behaviors. Uh-huh. Um, but with studying like the functions of their behaviors um, and learning them uh-huh. and them understanding that we understand what they're trying to communicate. And sometimes it's not verbal. Sometimes it's through a device or sign language. Um, them getting their needs met and their wants met through communication and seeing like a decrease in behaviors. Um, I'll say my last one is that like um, hopeful moment when a parent has a kid who hasn't talked and they're like two or three and they say like mom for the first time, seeing that joy and like a mom's eyes or seeing like a mom cry about that is a blessing. That's sweet. Yeah, you're a, you're a new mommy, so I know that touched you. <laughs> That's your deep girl. They got you right on down to the bottom. What would you say would be some of the obstacles, um, whether it just be your personal experience in, in the role or just for that particular field in general? What would be some of the obstacles? Um, so I have two that I really am like passionate about mm-hmm. is um, lack of parent Um, involvement Mm -hmm. oftentimes like parents will send their kids to the clinic and that's that but we only have their kids for a couple of hours a day Mm -hmm. so and they want to see all this progress and they want to have all these goals met but the lack of understanding that it takes a lot of work at home to get these goals met um is frustrating and um Then the other one is for like the African-American community, me being a black um, practitioner, seeing black people not taking advantage of the services. Mm -hmm. Um, I started working in South Carolina. So South Carolina um, ABA services is free with Medicaid. You don't have to pay a dime. Um, and when I came to Georgia, like 
I think it wasn't until 2016, Georgia Medicaid started paying for services. Mm -hmm. So now the services are free here. So seeing us as African-Americans not taking advantages of um, getting their kids early diagnosis, early treatment, because it does make a difference. Like, so the earlier you could take advantages of these services, I would say do so Mm -hmm. because our white counterparts are like, I work in a very rich area and our white counterparts have insurance and they then have Medicaid Mm -hmm. to cover anything that their insurance doesn't cover. And these are the people who can pay out of pocket while we have families who can't pay anything and they're not taking advantage of what the um, government has to offer. Gotcha. That actually is a a good segue into um, another question. And you kind of touched on it before as well, but like what's something that the black community could do to, to do better about this issue, whether it just be like you said, taking advantage of the uh, of Medicaid for getting your kid diagnosed at at an earlier age, paying attention. What can we do as a community as well as the parents so you know make sure that we can do what we can to give our kids an opportunity to really to really develop um i would say i don't want to put it all on families um i'm a part of a black aba group and we talk about this all the time um it takes a village mm-hmm. so our part as practitioners is to educate our community don't get in this black privilege mode where you're above that. We need to go back to our communities. We need to provide this knowledge. And um, with doing our services as practitioners, um, we can charge, Mm -hmm. but we should do pro bono like things where we're giving out this information for free in our community so that families are aware. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say, for families coming out to free events, um, take advantages of getting services, um, reaching out and getting the support that they need and accepting just mental health in general. Yeah. I think it's something that's a start because it's something that's kind of ingrained, like mental health is not real or serious or whatever the case may be but just taking it a little more serious. Gotcha. I know, uh, let them know the name of um, your podcast that you do with another um, behavior analyst. So it's an Instagram page and we have been like featured on several podcasts, Mm -hmm. but the Instagram page is 2TWO Brown Behavior Girls. Because I saw on your page where y'all posted, it was a picture of a sign that said like in, an autistic man lives here. He doesn't understand that you're the po- that you're the police. He doesn't understand any of that. And I thought that was like, wow, the fact that something like that has to be in a man's yard in it in 2020 blew my mind. Yes, insane, insane. Because autism doesn't have a look about it, so we oftentimes are stereotyped because we are black Mm -hmm. but imagine like an officer pulling over a black guy who are stopping a black guy who's walking who's autistic who doesn't understand what you're saying who can't follow commands right 
um, that's like a trigger for police to shoot because you're not following the command. Right. But not recognizing that this person doesn't understand that. So that's um, that's always been a fear, mm-hmm. um, especially like with our older kids that I work with. Um, that's always a fear. So just teaching them, being realistic with them is like one of the things that I've set as a goal. Mm-hmm. And um, my goal is to kind of talk to my African-American kids, parents, letting them know like, hey, these are the things that we need to work on. Like just even identifying who a cop is Mm -hmm. as well as um, as much as, you know, this is going to be a struggle for me, but educating police as well, Mm -hmm. things that they should look out for when coming across um kids but one thing that I have learned because with doing like some research in these past couple of weeks is um a lot of counties have a special needs registration Mm -hmm. that families can go online and fill out like descriptions of um their loved ones and their name and all that good stuff so that police are aware that there could be someone with a mental illness Hmm. So what do you think could actually help police officers uh, in situations like that? Is it just more training on their part, Um, especially in like today's climate? Is it the stereotypes or racism? Like, do we have to speak to it from the core or, you know, what exactly could help the way that black uh, autistic people? I think really it starts with the core because um, we know the first thing is being Black. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the first thing that they look for. So it comes from within because a lot of times I think these cops are scary. You're scared of Black men, which is why you're so gun happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts there. You, We got to get these scary cops out of Pelosi policing in our neighborhood um and then from there it is educating them on like hey if a person isn't complying within 10 seconds or so but they're not going for their pikes Mm -hmm. there's no need for you to pull out a gun right like see if you can take a step forward how do they react You know, like things to look for, like, are they looking like, are they giving you eye contact? That's a big thing. Like a lot of um, people with autism don't make eye contact. So that's something that's simple that they could start with. Gotcha. And I'll make sure too, um, to, so when you were talking about that there's something that that, um, people can register their loved ones if they're autistic, um, if you have like that website or something that we can maybe put in the description box. So if there's anybody listening who has autism, who has kids with autism, um, if that's something that they can maybe figure out the difference between their state or their County, I think that'll be a great thing. If we can do, I mean, I think we said last week, like we can't do a lot, but we can do our part. Our part is equally as important as the overall thing. So I think that'll be something great to kind of take away with because that's definitely something that I never knew about. Right. Same. Right. Yeah. No, I can um, give you some links to some surrounding counties. Have you seen or have any of like the parents of some of the, the kids that come to your location said anything about maybe their kids being affected by 
the current climate or are they not necessarily aware? Because I know they're different. There's a spectrum of it. So I, I'm not sure if, if some of the kids are aware of what's happening, if that's, if that's having an effect on their behavior currently, or have you not had any type of reports like that yet? I honestly have not had any reports. Mind you, I do work in like a white, rich area. Um, however, we do have African-American um, clients. Gotcha. But they're pretty young. Mm-hmm. However, um, like I do have a friend who has a son with autism. Um, so she has like her and I have communicated back and forth about the whole situation. Um and my partner and I are like releasing um, at the end of this week, a parent guide, mm, okay. um, basically teaching diversity mm-hmm. to children with autism. Um, so yeah, just check that out. But I do think it's something that we should start teaching early, like regardless of kids having a diagnosis or not having a diagnosis. Right. It's something that we need to start teaching on a regular and I, I think you and I have taught one time before um as far as like I feel like maybe it may have been a few months maybe after you took your role that it wasn't a lot of uh, black women or black people in general in your in your field are you seeing a slight change in that since um you guys have started your page maybe connecting more or what's your stance on that so yeah okay so not in my area mm-hmm per se like um we were talking to these girls that we connected with um last week and it wasn't till I was talking that she said so you never had a black BCBA as a supervisor um because before you become certified you have to sit under another um person for 1500 hours And I was like, no. And she was like, you never knew another Black BCBA? And I was like, no. But I never stopped to think about it in that perspective, really. Um, But I have connected with um, a lot of dope BCBAs around the United States Mm -hmm. due to the page. And um, each Monday, we have a segment where we call Meet the Pro Monday. And we highlight a lot of professionals around the world. Um, 90% of them are African-American, um, but there's a lot of business owners that I have met who are African-American. I actually talked to a Black BCBA this week who owns a clinic um, that will be opening up in July here in Atlanta. So um, yeah, and there's some that I know in New Jersey, Chicago. So we are out here. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know that we were out here. But again, as far as like the leadership in the field, we probably make up like 10 to 20%. Well, you know, the the fact that you're finding more is a good sign. That gives an opportunity for somebody to sit up under you and you to train and lead the way. I think we we say all the time on here that perception is everything and all it takes is for some little girl to see you in that position, in that role, doing doing that and making a change to want to do the same thing. And maybe even baby Pat, you may want to do that, guys. You never know. Yes. So representation <laughs> is very, very important. I love to see it. Yes. Well, Kira has a, has a toothache here, guys, so she's a little more quiet than normal. A little more quiet than normal, guys. We're going to pray for it. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this 
conversation. Definitely things that I had no idea about, which I'm pretty sure if I didn't know that there are more people out there who don't know. So definitely, guys, we were going to get the links from Portia that she talked about registering your loved ones um, if they do, if they are on the spectrum of autism um, so that, you know, we can do what we can to protect our people. Um, it's, it's a rough time right now. Um, so anything that we can do to save each other, I think we should do it at all times. Um, well, thanks, Portia. I appreciate you for sharing some information. No problem. Thanks, guys. No problem. I'll talk to you later, girl. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>